What's up, world? It's your boy, Najasian, the mogul. You are turned, tuned into the Mel Perspective. Tonight, we have my boy, Dash Milo. It's about to be lit, y'all. He's actually on time, on time. So, we're going we gonna to bring him in right now. All right. Yo, 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 what's up, Dash Milo? Welcome to the Mel Perspective. How you doing? What's up, bro? How you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, bro. All right. Turn your phone up just a little bit. Right, talk. Let me hear you talk. Yeah. You sound you sound real muffled. <laughs> He's tough out. Let me hear you talk. <laughs> How you feeling today, man? I'm good, man. I've been trying. I've been trying to get you on the show for a minute. Got some. Got some things I'm trying to talk to you about. Ah, ah. Bro, <laughs> All right. So before we get into it or whatever, I wanted to know like how you got your start in the game. Like how did you get into um, being an artist and being an inspired artist? Like what was your motivation for getting into the game? All right. Number one, I'm gonna say RIP to my So when you say when you met me, what is what is the relationship between you and I? Bro, you sound really, really low, really low. Like I don't think they can hear you. No, it sounds like like it's. Uh, take your headphones out. Let me see if you sound better without the headphones. You hear me now? Very clear. You sound loud now. All right, look. look. All right. So, besides him just being my manager, he's also my big brother. You feel me? I can come to him about any situation. Just talk to him. You feel me? He gonna let me know the rights or wrong, no matter if, what the, what the situation is. You feel me? So that's who he is to me. So talk. Let's talk about. Your journey into you were in a boy band. You're in a boy band called Project Two One Five, right? Right. So tell me how that came about. Like, tell me how you got into that situation. All right. So my ex best friend. Mm -hmm. Pause. I don't really like saying like that, cause, but it's like my ex best friend. But yeah, I mean, he basically. I was doing my own solo thing. He basically came to me like, yeah, like, uh, you want to take this? You want to take the singing career onto a different? You mean extreme? But. I didn't, this before I met Chu, you, mm -hmm. me? you know, he the one that introduced me to you. Right. So, for all the people that don't know, Mayor is my ex-best friend. We used to go to One Bite Ray together. That's how we met. Mm -hmm. And he the one that asked me, like, yeah, bro, you want to do this, Uh, you want to make join this group and take our music to the next level. So, I'm, at first, it was like, all right, nah. But then I'm like, all right, cool, let's go ahead and rock out. You feel me? Okay. I'm, I'm down, I'm with it. So, Mayor introduced me to you. You feel me? I start feeling your vibe. I fuck with you. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, like, you ain't never give me no situation where it was like, you mean, oh, yeah, he give me an iffy vibe or something like that. Right. You feel me? So, you mean, I start rocking with you. But then, like, me, and then I met, that's when I met Karan, and then that's when I met Tay. But you know how the, you know how the process went on. Right. You feel me? But at the end of the day, 
a lot, I learned a lot from that situation because at the end of the day, some people are your friends and some people ain't your friends. You feel me? Some people just will use you to get you to get in a situation to get what they want. You feel me? Right. And at the end of the day, that made me realize because at the end of the day, if I would have knew certain situations that was going on in, prior in a group or people had like, you mean, hidden agendas, you feel mm-hmm. me? I wouldn't. Have, I probably wouldn't even join the group. Right. But at the same time, you mean I looked at at the bigger picture. Like you feel me? Us four boys can be the one of the perfect examples to feel me to, to bring R and B back and actually you mean stand for something, stand for the young kids that actually that didn't have nowhere to go and is living in a struggle that needed help. But people had. But people definitely had hidden agendas. You mean it was just a learning experience at the end of the day. You mean and we still going. We still on moving. And we ain't worrying about that no more. Okay. At the end of the day. So I heard you guys got signed to um, L.A. Reid. What was that? What was that um, process like? What was that process, and how did you feel in that space, being able to say that you were signed by a heavy, a heavyweight such as L.A. Reid? All right. So when we first got signed, all right. So look, this is the whole story how we got signed. We sitting in L.A. for six months, and then we end up making all the videos. Y'all, everybody know that we had went viral for um, for doing like. Um, Timmy Turner by Designer. That was our first video that we went viral okay. for. And then also then we went went viral. Uh, we had, we did Tiana Taylor. So then Cardi B started coming up. So we going viral through all these situations. And then we was also sitting on the train. Mm-hmm. One day we get a phone call like, yeah, Ellie Reed having auditions. It's like 100 people that's coming in. We should audition. We ain't know nothing about it. So at the end of the day, we like, why not? We in Atlanta. Why not go over there and audition for somebody? Mm-hmm. So we go in there and we audition. And then... That's when uh, Ali Reed basically say, we don't sign people in 24 hours. He was like, but y'all was the best act out of 100 people that I seen. And he was like, we going to sign y'all right now. So we end up getting a deal. Um, but the thing about that deal was, it was like, they were just signing us because we was these young boys that actually had raw talent. Right. It was these young boys that actually could sing. And it wasn't no gimmick. And we wasn't the boys that was put together. Even though people had hidden agendas, we all still had some type of chemistry. You feel me? And that's the thing about it. And we didn't hold our tongue. If we felt like some situations that we didn't like, we were saying something about it. So Mm -hmm. I feel as though they were just signing us because we was just these young boys that really had this broad talent. And they felt as though that one day we're going to get to where we need to be. But they didn't know the direction to put us in. You feel me? So, with that being said, you mean, we had to really step it up a notch. Because at the end of the day, if a label don't know what direction to put us in, we got we to gotta make them put us in a direction now. Right. We got we to gotta show them what direction we need to put it in. And as this far, we want to go for R&B. So, at the end of the day, you feel me? You mean, uh, they ain't know what direction to put us in, so we working hard. We got, we, it really wasn't no hard work, bro. It wasn't really, like, nobody really wasn't working, bro. You feel me? Like, motherfuckers was lazy, Excuse my language, but no, you good. Like this, this is the male perspective. We say we say what the fuck we want. It's like arrogant. <laughs> you feel me? Uh huh. Motherfuckers ain't want to do certain shit because they felt though that this wasn't dumb. You feel me? At the end of the day, then you know people was coming back talking about members in the group. You mean and and then they were just doing sideline like subliminal shit. Like they motherfuckers wanted me to. They wanted to take me solo because they felt though that. I was the only star inside the group, and it wasn't no other stars inside the group. But my loyalty big, so I ended up was like, no, I'm not taking no solo deal. You feel me? Because I love these niggas, and I'm actually going rock with them. You feel me? Regardless, we had a hidden agenda. I'm looking at the situation. The picture is bigger than us. We can be icons and legends. You feel me? People don't look at it like that. But I didn't turn plenty of deals down 
been like solo situations for my bros, you feel me? Mm-hmm. You mean, and I wouldn't say, I know, I wouldn't say plenty of niggas would do that shit because a lot of niggas would definitely go solo, go solo and leave niggas in the dirt. You feel for me? sure, for sure. But I wouldn't, I wasn't thinking like that on that type of time. I'm trying, I'm watching all these shows like New Edition and shit like that. I was about to ask you, I was about to ask you about that. And playing out like that, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like, yo, I want to be actually changed. I want my story to actually be like, damn, well, this... They, this boy group, such and such, had this member that was so loyal to me. He had plenty of dudes that came on the table and he turned them down. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I wanted to be. Like, he put them he put them up. Like, he put his group up. He showed them some stuff. He taught them some things. Because even if he was wiser and smarter, he had more knowledge in them. He showed them. He showed his group that. That's what type of I wanted to be. You feel me? But other people didn't want to do that, bro. Like, my my so-called ex-best friend, Mary, bro, he ain't want to do that, bro. He had his own hidden agendas, bro. And that's just, just what it is, bro. He been wanted to go solo, you feel me? But he just wanted to do it at the right time. So he, But the right time was the wrong time, you feel me? Because at the end of the day, we just did an interview. You all on the interview screaming, brothers, we brotherhoods and this and that third, and we love each other. But then five minutes later... You start a situation, a whole a whole grudge, and then you get you quit the group, and then it's just like, bro, a lot of stuff that we could have been cool with, bro. It's a, it's like, bro, a lot of, and then it's crazy because like you look at all my videos, he wanted the hypest ones in my videos, and then it's like, damn, bro, you really not for me, you not for us, you feel me? But that's just he even, even that's even neither here and there because I still don't wish no bad blood on him, you feel me? But that was just a learning process for me. Everybody ain't your friend. So to let the people understand what you're saying is so there there was a dynamic shift within the group where's where's the one of the members left, which left three of you guys, correct? Right. So now where are you guys now? Where are you guys now as it pertains to the brand of Project 215? Thomas, we still we're still moving forward, bro. We just trying to find ourselves, you feel me? Okay. But at the end of the day, everybody, everybody still got their own lives right now, you feel me? So now it's not four of us no more. So at the end of the day, we got to go ahead and come back to the drill board and see what we going to do. Okay. So everybody's still doing their own little situation right now, but we still at the drill board and saying where it's at. I mean, everybody's still coming back together. But at the end of the day, like I said, like, bro, like, one man don't stop no show at the end of the day. Like, if you don't want to chase your dreams and you don't want to move forward and get where you got to go, then that's just on you. Like, I'm not about to make another man do his job, bro. If you know that we're a Floyd boy group and you're supposed to make sure that you play your part in your position and and inside the group, then play your part in your position inside that group so we all can get where we got to go. If everybody in the group decide to coin me the leader, then, bro, play your position and be let me be the leader so I can lead you into success. You feel me? Also, but you was not. I wasn't also just the leader. You were the co-pilot, so you should be helping me lead, not not direct me in a different way when I'm trying to direct my bros to the goal. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And you're directing. You're trying to direct ourselves to a solo situation, no, bro? Like we all trying to put each other on. Even when I did my own solo situation, bro, I wasn't doing my solo situation like putting it out like, oh yeah, Dash Milo. When I went viral on my own, I wasn't putting like Dash Milo. You know I mean, I put Project Two on Five Dash Milo. Made it seem like I made it made everybody know like I'm 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 stamped to a group, right? Uh, Project Two on Five. It is not my fault that the fans or the people connected me and then they be like, oh yeah, this is Dash Milo and Project Two on Five. 
that's just not my fault. I'm doing my job by putting us on because I'm still the leader of the group. I can't sit on my ass. I'm just not one of the type bulls to sit on my behind, knowing that I got a lot of talent and I still got to feed my family. At the end of the so day. take us take us back to the moment when you uh did uh the, you went viral with um Gunjin, and um what was what was the feeling when you went to sleep and woke up a viral sensation? Like what was that energy for you? Like how did you feel when you woke up? Because I know for me, um as your manager, I was very um. I was blown, and I, and for me, I had to. I called you because you were um you were actually in Philadelphia at the time. I was in um Atlanta when I called you. I'm like, bro, your life is about to change, and I really, really need you to uh step up and become this 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 idol that you're about to become. Because when you go viral, it changes the perspective of people. It broadens the people of of how many people know you now before that that didn't know you before. So you really have to not put on for them, but like show them the best version of yourself. How did you? handle all of the pressures of becoming an overnight success? It wasn't even like, it wasn't even so much of pressure, like, bro, because I mean, I'm a for real, for real, I'm a keep it, I'm, everybody know me, I'm a real, I'm a thorough breed, and I keep it 100, so, like, before that video even happened, I was supposed to go handle something, like, I was supposed to even go, really go handle something, go get in some type of trouble, but my cousin stopped me and was like, no, nah, you're not about to go do that, like, we want to change your whole process and thought, you feel me? So then I just sat back and thought about it, I'm like, alright, I'm gonna just chill, so then he hit me up, he like, yeah, let's do some, let's do a video, so I'm like, alright, cool, so we doing a video, and then I started singing, and once we recorded it, bro, I'm thinking it's just gonna be like a regular video, and ain't nothing really gonna major or happen, I go to sleep, I get a lot of phone calls, like, Bro, Snoop Dogg reposted you. Diddy reposted you. Ti reposted you. I'm like, what y'all talking about? Like, and then I started looking at my followers and start going up. I'm like, oh snap! But bro, I'm just now waking up. I'm just now waking up, bro. I was asleep. I ain't know what was going on. It was so, literally 17 hours. For real, 17. For real. You went viral in less but than 17 hours. You know what that made me realize, bro? Also, when that when that when that happened, a lot of people hit me up and was basically telling me their life stories, and then. Mm -hmm. And then I was just listening about. I'm just like a lot of people's life stories really can they can relate to what I can, I go through. You feel me? So I knew kind of the things what to say to people and just like how to this how to stir them in the right direction. You feel me? And just let people know like it's always like you always have somebody to to call on or to lean on. You feel me? You're not going through this by yourself. You feel me? And I learned from a lot of my fans, bro. Like, I wouldn't be Dash Milo if it wasn't for my fans, bro. For real, for real. My fans taught me a lot of stuff. Like, for real, for real. How to, how to bro, just accept life as it is. You feel me? Mm -hmm. You mean, don't hold grudges at the end of the day. Like, six years ago, I probably wouldn't even be saying this. Six years ago, bro, I probably wouldn't be saying this. I'd probably be going up top on something. You feel me? <laughs> but my mind change bro as i got older and got wiser i started having kids and then i started looking i started looking at how the kids look up to me and then how kids kids look up to me and then i'm how grown men and grown women actually look at them look up to me and actually come to me and ask me for help and how to get out of the situation bro my mindset changed bro and then that's when i met that's when i said yo i got the power to change the world i got the power to become a legend i got the power to do something that Nipsey did on some real. Nipsey was a, a very powerful person. He was somebody that, that you can come to and talk to. And that's the type of person that I want to be. I want to be respected. It's like, I want to be a person, a legendary, bro. I want to be legendary, bro. Seriously, bro. How do, you, how, do you, how do you balance being a, a young father and building a celebrity as well? How do you balance the, the two? Like, is it, is it motivating? Does it allow you to push harder? Like, what is, what is that energy for you? 
My kids make me push harder. 100% without a doubt. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, like, I got to make sure they, like, they don't want for, like, for nothing. They got to make sure they have everything. I don't want, like, my son to have a nine to five, and I don't want my daughter to have a nine to five. You feel me? I want to be able to pay for my daughter and my son college tuition and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's a lot of fathers out here that don't like, and I don't understand this. It's a lot of fathers out here that don't like taking care of their kids. You feel me? It's a lot of fathers out here that disown their kids. And, like, at the end of the day, me and my father's relationship wasn't that good. So I got to make a good example and just show my kids, like, it's a different way. Our relationship is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to never have to put my hands on my kids because you always, it's a way that you talk to your kids at the end of the day. You feel me? So, like, I got to be the best dad I can be. Seriously, I'm trying to own that award, the best father award. It could be if done, it was, King. If it, was it, a Grammy, it could definitely bro, be done. That's the word I'm trying to go for. So being getting your getting your um, foot in the door and being in the in the space of being in the industry and performing and um, meeting celebrities and having celebrity friends. Tell me one. Tell me one of those moments that you sat back and was like, "Yo, like really, like my career, my my life is happening. My dreams are coming true." Like, what was what was your feeling about that when you first had your first moment of like, "Yo, this shit crazy. Like, it's get it's happening." All right, so. Uh... I ain't hold you. This one I knew was real. When I sung for Miss Gladys Knight and performed for her in Chicago, I knew it was real. It's don't come. It's not too many artists that come out of the city of Philadelphia that's local. You mean that travel the world and go to Chicago and perform for Miss Gladys Knight? That's when I knew, like, oh my god, like it's serious. Then I met Brandy and and I sung for her. And then when we actually got close and we started talking, it was like we actually communicate and we actually still talk to this day. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, that's crazy. But what really solidified and did this is when we went to Seattle. And I ain't gonna hold you, a sold-out arena for Trey Song and the whole stadium was singing our song, bro. It was just like, yo, we got the whole arena singing, please me, and sex all Even when we went to, listen, Y'all can go search this up right now, too. That's also on YouTube. We performed for BET, definitely pre-show. You mean, we performed at BET pre-show. We had the whole BET Awards singing, Sexaholic singing our uh, singing our lyrics. We had Seattle singing our lyrics. It's like, bro, it was lit. That, I, I knew, it was like, I, that's when I knew, like, God, God, thank you for blessing me. And I knew, like, this is, it's more to come. It's more to come, bro. It's more to come, bro. That's what's up. That's that's. I know that must be uh, exhilarating to know that um, something that you were a part of. Shout out to Sex, um, Sexaholics. Um, my man Ryan Toby wrote that record. But I know that when you first heard it, um, when you first heard the song, and then when you sang it, and then the people knew it back, I know that must have made you feel like, wow, we actually have a record that people know out here. And then it got a half a million on, on views on um, on YouTube and stuff. So that's that's an amazing accomplishment, especially coming from Philadelphia. Anybody to accomplish that. Um, tell me, tell me about the, tell me about the, the dynamic with the group members now. Like, what are you guys doing to, um, better the situation moving forward? Are you guys doing solo endeavors now? Are you guys still a group? Like what's, what's happening with that whole energy now? All right. So you mean, as far as, like I said, as far as mayor, we don't know what he, we don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You mean, but me, Rizzy, Tay. Me, Rizzy, and Tay, right? We still together, you feel me? We still, like, finding our situation, but we also doing our little solo projects and stuff like that. Okay. You know what I mean? 
Everybody got their own little solo project. Shout out to my little brother Rizzy. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday to him too. Cause he definitely just dropped a little solo single. You feel me? Tay dropping some solo stuff. You feel me? I'm dropping some solo stuff. But at the end of the day, we all still won. You mean we all gonna still be one at the end of the day. So y'all I mean, y'all pulling the destiny shout on him real quick. Yeah, you Okay. That's a smart. We all still won at the end of the day. And we just make it work, bro. We just working slowly at the end of the day. Slow money is the best money at the end of the day, man. So like we just taking our time. At the end of the day, we just put in the best work and the best uh, the best music out there. And then when we're ready to put in the word out, that's when it's going we gonna come back out. So what was it like going viral singing Cardi B? Because I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them a brief story. So being the manager of Project 215, the the guys were not always um they didn't always like the song selections or choices that me as a manager would choose. Like I was like, yo, I think y'all should do this hook. And he was like, no, we not, we don't want to sing that. We don't want to sing that. So me and Dash's mom at the time was like, listen, y'all just do the song. So they 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 sung the song. We did it in the stairwell, and it went viral. <laughs> like it was just like crazy. And then like them singing "Please Me" warranted to them to go on tour and um open up for Trey songs and things like that. And like he said, everybody knew the knew the lyrics, but they identified the guys from the viral video that she posted on her page. How was that feeling for you when you when you got the call like, yo? Cardi B just posted y'all. Like, how how did that feel? That was crazy, bro. I didn't think it was gonna go the way it was gonna go, bro. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, because you know how we is. We don't like certain. We ain't like certain things, but. Mm-hmm. And especially, I'ma just I'ma just be real, bro. I don't listen, bro. I really don't care. You feel me? At the end of the day, I mean, I ain't, I really ain't like wasn't feeling it too much. Only on the strength because I mean. Niggas was acting real bougie. Okay. But on the same tip, like, like I said, the situation is bigger than everybody. So I, I, I still loved it because we, we went viral, and that was just crazy to me. And then that's when QC hit our DMs and mm-hmm. was like, "Shout out the quality the control." Signing, yeah, QC, QC hit our uh, DMs and was like, "The sign, it sent the signing emoji." So like, that's crazy. Even we still, we can even be in touch with him. Like you feel me? And still in touch with him to this day. Mm-hmm. So like. Bro, that was a crazy experience. Like I said, it was a blessing. So you, you, you especially, how does it feel having uh, celebrity connections like the Armands and Trays, the DC Young Flies, the Snoop Dogs, the Diddies, the people that you actually interact and talk to on social media? Like, how does that feel coming from where you come from as far as poverty and the, just pretty much the slums of Philadelphia? Like, how does that feel being able to be in contact and these people actually love what you're putting out as an artist? Oh, that's, I ain't gonna hold you. It's that's thorough. I, 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 uh, I'm blessed for real, for real. Cause Armand and Trey, they my boys. I talk to them every day. You feel me? Armand definitely hit my phone every day. DC, I DC Young Fly. I talk to DC Young Fly here and there. You feel me? He be hitting me up, and make sure I'm still doing what I gotta do for my music. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I don't know. I don't know how DC Young Fly end up uh, knowing who I was, but he ended up DMing me. You went viral, my guy. <laughs> that's yeah, how he, he ended up DMing me. He's like, keep your foot on their necks. He's like, keep your foot on your next little bro. And then after that, bro, he just keeping he just keep in touch with me. I also I be keeping in touch with Rowdy Rich, bro. I still got his number personally in my phone, bro. He thorough. I mean, I just be counting, bro. I feel like real recognize real, bro. Mm-hmm. So he recognize real, bro. So at the end of the day, that's just that's just what it is. I'm not no Joe Boy at the end of the day, bro. I'm gonna support you if you support me. Mm-hmm. So like, and that's what it was, and it's all genuine vibes, bro. They all my brothers for life, though. So how was it? How was it? Um, do, doing the BET experience, you guys were you guys opened up for uh, Jacquees, um, Tank, 
Jamie, like, how was it meeting Jamie Foxx and singing for him? Like, how was that? That changed my... That changed my life right there. That, bro, I ain't hold you. And then, listen, don't don't leave out the fact that Chris Brown was next door watching us, though, when we, was, when we was performing. And I didn't know that the whole time. But, yeah, that was just like... that's They legends right there, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, Jamie Foxx and Tank... Oh, and then you got Chris Brown next door, all in one situation. That's legendary. Mm-hmm. And Tink definitely said, "Don't stop, keep the ball rolling." Mm-hmm. Definitely, like. That's lit. So you got a single coming out, and I'm excited about it. So tell the people um, who you're working with and what what this single, this actual song means to you, coming from being in the group and you know being solo before. Um, and then coming into your own as a solo, putting out a solo project on a on a on a mainstream platform. Um, first of all, let me let me correct you a little bit. Oh, feel me? Oh, the oh, mogul. Oh, oh, oh! I stand, I stand corrected. Okay. All right. So listen, I didn't drop, I didn't drop four singles in the last two months. Uh huh. Back to back, they all on all platforms right now that y'all can go stream right now. Y'all can go look at them. Um, For sure. This next single that I'm about to drop is going to be a big one. It's going to be a major one. I'm actually tapping back to my R&B bag. I'm actually going into a different lane. You feel me? And I'm actually going to change. You know, a lot of people call me the hood Chris Brown. So since I'm the hood Chris Brown, I'm going to take that and I'm really going to run with it. And I'm going to show you all, all everything that I really do, how I dance, sing, how I really sing, um, my creativity. Uh, I'm gonna just show you a lot, and the, per- the this person that I'm working with, I mean, he did a couple projects for us when, when we used to work in the group. His name Philip Morgan. Shout out to my brother. You feel me? But uh, we definitely got a band come out, came coming out, and this song that it means a lot to me because it speaks the truth. Yeah. Uh, so it's like if you if you fuck with me, then and you know the real me, you are gonna get the situation. You are gonna get what I'm talking about at the end of the day. You feel me? I'm like I said, I'm a third breed and real recognized, real so. I'm going to just keep that on the hush and we're going to wait till it drops. Y'all going to see what it's coming for. I hope y'all ready to stay tuned. So what can... What I can the Dash pe- Milo is definitely coming about. For sure. For, and I'm excited about it. I think that um, it's been a long time coming. I mean, like I, like you said, you've hinted um, uh, solo endeavors before. You've put out music before. But I think that this time, having the, the team that you have behind you, I feel like now it's going to be more, um, more commercial and it's going to reach the masses in a way where people know it ain't a joke. You know, sometimes people be like, oh, he just put a song out or he put a record out on SoundCloud or he put a record out on iTunes or whatever. But having the Spotify list and having all of the people, the promoters behind it and things like that, that, that changes the dynamic of how people receive music. And I feel like with this particular record, it ain't going to miss. I feel like the radio going to get it. I feel like everybody's going to be like, whoa. Oh, listen. <laughs> So, um, you're actually in a relationship with somebody that is also in the music industry. How do you guys balance being um, both creatives and still uh, maintaining your personal uh, connection as it pertains to being in um, being in, um, in a relationship? How does that work? I mean, Tell, I mean for some I mean, of the people who don't know how to do that, how how do you? I mean, I mean, for me, my baby, she support me. I support her at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We don't let nothing get in between that at the end of the day because we are still one. You feel me? So whatever she go with, I'm rocking with and I'm rolling. I mean, whatever I go with, I'm she rocking with, I'm rolling. At the end of the day, you feel me? And then listen, we both learn from each other. She might not know something she'll come to me and I might not know something I go to her at the end of the day. So like, it's really ain't no, really no cons in that situation. 
You feel me? If you, for me, if it's, it's like, I want somebody that do the same thing as me. You feel me? If you don't, if you don't have nobody that's on your level and do the same thing as you, you was just like, bro, like, what you looking for mm-hmm. at the end of the day? Bro, it was like, if you really can get mad, I'm. It's a blessing for me to have somebody that can sing and actually can go toe to toe with me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We go to toe to toe sometimes in the crib. You know I mean? Okay. So y'all, so y'all keep each other up. Y'all keep each other motivated and keep each other. Yeah. That's lit. So we're dealing with a new normal. Um, we both know what, what, what's, what the state of the world is in right now. How are you dealing with this pandemic? Are you being creative? Or is it depressing you? Like, where are you at within this quarantine pandemic energy? Like, how is this affecting you or how is it not affecting you? Uh, on a real note, I mean, it's like, it's affecting me. It's like, I really don't know. It's kind of weird because one minute I wake up and then I feel like real down and out. And then the next minute I wake up and I feel real like, happy and cool like mm-hmm. but I definitely came out I got a lot of new songs that I just wrote at the end of the day I'm getting very creative mm-hmm. I work out a lot I go to the gym cause you know my gym's still open you feel me I'm trying to make twins man. wait 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 what um, I'm sorry uh yeah and uh, wait wait I'm back I'm a little you, you trying to do what um and then look no 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 no, 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 no. hold on hold on hold on you said you're trying so, to make twins so you, you so what you're saying is you're having a lot of sex during the quarantine Oh, I'm getting busy. Okay, that, I mean that's pretty much what I got from what you said. You, we we talk cr- we talk heavy on, on the Melvin Franklin. Go, oh, <laughs> <home run. laughs> so, so you want more children? I I, I see. Yeah, bro. I so, got to this my baby. You hear me? So you want to be fruit? You doing what God said? Be fruitful and multiply. So that's how I you do know. it. I'm multiplying. <laughs> So what would you like the people, what would you tell an artist that is, that is aspiring that um, would like to experience and go, go on a journey that you've went on as, as, as it pertains to building your, building your buzz, your celebrity, your fame, or whatever you're trying to do, putting out great music and stuff. What would you tell an uh, aspiring artist? What could you tell them to motivate them to, you know, get into the game? Like, what would you say to them? Um, on, a, on a real note, I really want y'all to study y'all music and study y'all crap. Mm-hmm. For real, for real, I want y'all to learn the business before y'all just jump into a situation because at the end of the day, every situation ain't a good situation. Take it from me, you feel me? I also want I want to say watch out for the people that y'all hang around because everybody ain't y'all friend. Everybody only got a gimmick and a goal to get to and they use you to get to that goal. At the end of the day, like I said, um, for real, for real, like, I just really need y'all to just study y'all music, y'all business. Get a lawyer, an entertainment lawyer, y'all. For real, for real, because y'all don't, like, anybody can get over you and y'all, y'all can t- they can tell y'all anything and put anything in those contracts. For real, for real, and then y'all stuck in a deal that y'all don't want to be in, and then they fucking around and rights on y'all music and shit like that, and then y'all won't even be able to put nothing out, and they get paid off for things that y'all get, y'all, y'all worked hard for. So for real, for real, just study and learn y'all craft perfected, because at the end of the day, they don't expect us young black folks, you feel me, any folk, young black kids, it don't matter what you is, what race you is, they don't expect us to know the game. They don't expect us to learn our craft and take it serious. They think that we just want everything handed to us. They think, oh, yeah, they just give us a, a couple thousand dollars and then we cool. No, I don't need a couple thousand. Give me some M's. I want to become a billionaire so I get my family out here. I want to own some property. You feel me? And that's what they don't want to know. They don't want us to know that we allowed to own property. 
they don't want us to know that we allowed to own our own royalties and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, I want y'all to really study your craft, take the time out and really take the time out when y'all sitting in this quarantine. Look up music. Look at look up the definition, the real definition of music. Look up how that shit really started. Go, go back and go back in time and just really look at the situation and then study y'all craft so y'all won't be getting fucked over in the end and y'all know how y'all become a so y'all learn how to become a billionaire and be successful so y'all can buy some fucking land and y'all can be your next fucking Jay Z and fucking uh, Kanye West be billionaires and that's just facts. Like, speaking of Kanye West, <laughs> speaking of Kanye West, you guys went viral doing Tiana Taylor's "Hold On." Tell me how that came about. Of course, I know the story, but tell the people how you got the the inspiration to even do that record and how that record went viral as well, which led you guys also into getting a deal and, um, you know, working with the people that you've worked with. All right, so that's why I said we stick together at the end of the day. So me and my baby was going through something. I was living in Atlanta for six months. She was still rocking for me. And she was, uh, she was out in Philly because she knew all the things that we were doing for our music, how we was touring and stuff like that. So I was living in Atlanta for six months. She was coming back and forth to see me. I mean, um, long story short, we was going through something. So she uh, ended up saying, listen to Tiana Taylor, hold on. So I listened to Tiana Taylor, hold on, and I started singing it. So as I was about to put it up on the gram, I was like, no, uh, I'm about to just sing it with my group. So I got the group together, we sung it, and we put it up on the gram. Um... When we put it on the gram, I ain't thinking, like I said, I'm thinking it's just going to be a regular video. It's just going to do a couple uh, numbers and stuff like that. Tiana Taylor reposted. She was actually the first one to comment. <laughs> yes, and be the first one to comment. Uh-huh. And after she reposted, Kanye West like, we need to send these young boys some Yeezys. I still want my Yeezys. Still want his Yeezys. He still want his Yeezys, Kanye. I still need my Yeezys. <laughs> it's, listen, it's all in the papers. The news all around. If you look it up right now. Blog sites, everything. Say Kanye West. If you look it up on Google right now, you still always use Yeezys. It's all on Google. So I need my Yeezys, Kanye. Yeah. But, yeah, bro. That was just a blessing for me, bro. That's a blessing. I just want to say I really appreciate you. Uh, I really believe in you. I think that you are... I've always thought that you were um, an amazing artist. I, uh, um, I always thought that you had something special even when I first met you. Um, I think that you are... The older you're becoming, you're starting to understand your gift. Because I, I remember there was a time you were like, yo, bro, this is too much pressure for me. Like, I don't know if I can handle being in the forefront so crazy. Like, But I feel like now, the older you get, you realize that it's not about you. It's about... The gift God gave you to share with the world. And I feel like once you right. tap into that, it's like, you know what? If God gave me this position, I know he's going to take care of me. You know because what I mean? Because my gift can help people out of situations. Exactly. Though. Exactly. And, like, and, 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 it had, and people it had, follow it you. People really follow you in a way where if you do something bad, they follow it. If you do something good, they follow it. So the fact that you have the ability to draw people, you have to do right by it. Take care right. of it because I feel like you have a you have a gift that doesn't come by often, and that's one thing I've always when I, when I met you 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 were seventeen years old and I never understood how you didn't understand your gift, but I understand that you understand it now because you operate in it. There's a there's a there's a growth within. It's like yo, I'm really that boy, not in a cocky arrogant way, but it's like yo, I know that I'm different, right. and I feel like going forward into into your next chapter and your next endeavor being about to turn 23 years old, I feel like the, the man in you is now resonating. And it's like, yo, I'm, I am I can't mess this up. And I feel like this time, you want, you going to knock him dead. And I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, I love you. I think that you're going to really, really, really do 
numbers is like crazy. Like you've been doing numbers for a minute, but I'm talking about number numbers. I'm talking about numbers where's those bitch, I don't even know how to pronounce this number. Like um uh, uh this two thousand yeah, that I, you won't be confused. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited. I'm excited for the single. I'm excited for what's next for you. Tell the people where they can find you. Y'all can find me on all platforms at at dash Milo. That's D A S H N Y L O. Tell them about the singles. Tell them about what, what you got out that they can go get right now, like right now. Listen, my singles, like I said, I dropped four singles. In no slack. Four singles. My city is haunted. Against the wall. Against no Judgment Day. Uh, the six, and I also dropped what else? Judgment Day. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot about to come out. Okay. So. Make sure the six is my latest single that I just dropped. That's on all platforms. That's on iTunes, Spotify, Title. It's on Audio Mac, YouTube, whatever. Just type in Dash Milo. It's gonna pop up. Blessings, King. Thanks for coming on the Thanks platform. I appreciate you for having me come on this journey. You already know, man. Whatever I got, you got. Dang, dang, dang. My dog. My guy.